Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Seems like every time the Mets come to Philadelphia, somebody has themselves a big night. You've got a trend in Pennsylvania. Well, Michael Conforto, the latest Met to just go crazy in this ballpark. A six RBI game, including a three-run home run, assaulted away. Career best for Conforto. We'll talk glowingly about him and Zach Wheeler and Jeff McNeil and pretty much throw some dirt on the Phillies' postseason chances as well. We'll do all that when we come on back. This is the Daily Mets Podcast. It's your Daily Mets Podcast. It's your Daily Mets Podcast. Mets take it 9-4, to four, opening up a three-game series against the Phillies. Josh Lewin with you. We'll wrap this up rather quickly. Uh, there's really not a lot different we can tell you because the Phillies are exactly what they've been for the last month or so, which is just not very good. They, they don't play a crisp brand of baseball. They make a ton of pitching changes, and they don't win. The Mets were threatened at one point because the Phillies had one big inning, but then the Mets found a way to break the tie and pull away. Michael Conforto's 26th home run of the year was the sealant to this thing, a 405-foot home run into a shrub out beyond a leaping Oduble Herrera. So into the shrubbery it went, and the Mets are into the win column, getting to 70 and 80 for the year. The Phillies now at 76 and 73, and it would take a collapse of epic proportions now by Atlanta for the Phillies to get in. Of course, you historians will know, 1964 Phillies were six ahead with 16 to play. They went four and 12. In the last 33 games of that season, that was Jim Bunning starting 10 times, Chris Short starting nine times. A lot of two-day rest starts for both of them. Uh, I'm thinking of other collapses that are not Mets-related. We'll get to those momentarily. But, uh, you know, it actually worked for the Mets on occasion, too, you know. I mean, there, there was a time in 99 when the Mets were trailing by two games with three games left, and they made it in. They swept the Pirates while Cincinnati struggled in Milwaukee. So there is that one. But uh, let's see, what else? 1951 Dodgers, right? They led by 13 games in mid-August. Still led by four with nine to play. They went four and five. Giants went seven and zero to force the three-game playoff and ultimately the Bobby Thompson home run. Yeah, I mean, seventy-eight Red Sox. That's a famous one. That was more of a. That wasn't a September comeback though. That was middle of July is when the Red Sox got hot. Sixty-one and twenty-eight, uh, led by fourteen. And uh, let's see, they went 38 and 35 from there to the Red Sox. The Yankees going 52 and 21 to come back and catch them. So that's a pretty memorable collapse, too. But this one by the Braves would have to be one of the all timers. And uh, yes, the Mets made similar history, I know, back in 07. These Phillies were the, the team that made it happen. Jimmy Rollins had declared the Phillies a team to beat way back in spring training. 
Turned out he was right because the starting rotation the last 17 games for the Mets had an ERA of six and a half. The Mets went five and 12 during that time at a one and six final homestand with the one win almost being a John Main no-hitter. He had a, a seven and two-thirds innings of no-hitter, and they won that game 13 to nothing. But as I'm sure you know, they needed a win on the season's final day to stay alive, and their veteran Tom Glavin went out and laid a jumbo-sized egg. He had the second-shortest outing of his 20-year career, one-third of an inning, seven runs allowed to the Marlins. And then, of course, in 08, the big question was whether there would be a big-time hangover from the collapse of the previous September When the 64 Phillies collapsed, it took them a dozen years and five more managers before reaching the playoffs. Well, in 08 for the Mets, Santana was heroic, but the bullpen was the problem. They blew seven potential wins down the stretch. And uh, on three days rest on the must-win Friday game of the final weekend, Santana was brilliant. The three hit shutout, but nobody was hitting uh, at the end of that season. And that's what closed Shea Stadium, 44 years at Shea, Ended with a loss that put Milwaukee in the playoffs instead of them. Wes Helms broke it open for the Marlins on that rainy afternoon. Dan Ugla put it out of reach with what ended up being the last ever home run to hit at Shea. Ryan Church's long fly ball off. Matt Lindstrom fell short of getting out. And that was the end of the season and the end of Shea Stadium. But anyway, all of that is just a precursor to a quick little recap here that is brought to you by our good friends, at Burke Rehabilitation. And you've probably heard me talk about these guys very lovingly all year. I'll do it again one more time. Burke Rehabilitation has helped patients achieve their maximum recovery from a life-changing illness, injury, or surgery. Please do give them a call at 914-597-2200 or go to burke.org for more info. Well, uh, you have the Mets who are now 44-20 and 20 at Citizens Bank Park since the start of 2012. And if you go to the start of 15, they've out-homered the Phillies here in this yard, 67-35. to Conforto's home run at the end is the one that was the biggie. We mentioned six runs batted in, a new career high. 22 runs batted in this month. That's already a best month for Conforto. And there's still, what, 12 or 13 days left in this month. He's got 11 runs batted in against the Phillies in his last three games. And the other thing I think we got to talk about with Conforto, Ten of these home runs he's hit now, ten of his 23 have been against lefties. There was a time not too long ago, two years ago, Conforto had five extra base hits off lefties all year. He's got ten home runs against lefties this season. The only other lefties to take lefties deep ten times this year, Joey Gallo and Freddie Freeman. That's the whole list. Jeff McNeil, the squirrel. Let's talk about him. He's now hitting 459 with six extra base hits, six multi-hit games in his nine games against the Phillies. He just crushes these guys. And overall, he's hitting 335. That is the best among all Major League rookies with at least 170 plate appearances. Jeff McNeil continues to hit fastballs, off-speed pitches, breaking stuff. In fact, there was a stat that came to our attention during the broadcast that says McNeil, since he broke in, which was July the 24th, he's got the best batting average in baseball off breaking pitches. Justin Turner right at 400. McNeil is now around 410. Everybody else at the very best is around 380 or actually 375 at the very top of the list after that. So there's just nothing this kid can't do. And he's not a kid anymore. He's 26, but he is a rookie. Got some of that done off Jake Arrieta, who was very pedestrian in the game. Zach Wheeler, though, was really good. And Zach now with 12 wins. He had three last year, you might remember. He only struck out four. He hit three batters. First met to hit three in a game since Oliver Perez at the end of that 07 season we were just talking about. 
But Zach now leads the National League and wins in the second half. Uh, well, he's got more than DeGrom has all year just in the second half. Now nine. And the first Met to have nine wins after the All-Star break since Steve Traxel back in 2001. Zach uh, getting all kinds of run support, too. It's been seven, then 13, and now nine in his last three starts. The Mets are 11-5 and five in September now. That is the best record in the National League. And I know, I know, where was this earlier during the 5-21 and 21 June swoon? I hate that those words rhyme, but they do. So we'll always talk about a June swoon. But the Mets bust out. They win 9-4. Conforto had the go-ahead double in the 7th and then the put-away home run in the ninth. Mickey Calloway will join us now. Here's his commentary after the game, brought to you by Ridgewood Savings Bank. At Ridgewood, you'll find the same time saving online and mobile tools as the big banks, but with better service, fewer fees, and none of the runaround. RidgewoodBank.com, member FDIC, equal housing lender. Here is Mickey Calloway. It's always tough to understand exactly why, um, but I think just as the season's gone on, he's gotten better and better, and uh, you know he's kind of continued to trend up. Uh, you know, since since he was activated, so maybe it had something to do with um, the long layoff and no spring training, and definitely getting all the strength back and getting the swing back. And um, this is uh, the Michael Conforto that uh, everybody wants to see. How much do you think it's helped him? He mentioned this on the field, but just having McNeil in front of him getting on base as much as he is, and, and Rosario as well. Uh, that, that's huge. I mean, tonight he didn't get that at bat if McNeil doesn't put together a great at bat and extend the inning. So, you know, anytime you get those guys that are getting on base a lot in front of you um, and they're fast and things like that, it, it helps. Zach, uh, for the first few innings there, then that one tough one, then the fifth, kind of overall, how did he do? No, I thought he, I thought he did good. A couple hit batsmen and, and three balls that just hit off the end of our gloves in that one inning and gave up some runs, but uh, settled back in and did a, did a great job for us. Offensively, after they scored those runs, you guys were able to answer back and entice some more in. Just like overall, the approach you guys had in terms of not giving up and not and, and keep with it. That's kind of been uh, the theme for 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 me at least. Uh, what I've seen, um, you know, in the last two months of the season, we we haven't given up. The guys play hard every night, and uh, I'm really proud of them for that. How did Zach feel? He felt he felt really good. Um, we kept on checking on him in between innings, and he kept on saying he wanted to go back out. So that that's always a good sign. Um, we were monitoring throughout the game; everything looked pretty good. We're going to continue to talk to him and see how he comes in tomorrow, and probably sit down as a group and, and see if we have a decision to make, even if he does feel good um, because of the innings. But uh, you know, we're going to uh, do everything we can to take care of him. When you say the innings, are, are you saying it's at least possible that you guys might shut him down? It could be if if we feel that uh, you know he's he's had enough. You know, he's, he's in a really good spot right now. Um, not that we just want to do it to make him finish on a good note. We want to make sure we're taking care of the player. And uh, you know his innings, he he pitched uh, really really good this last couple months. So his innings have started to kind of get in a in a situation where we're starting to monitor him. In the bullpen tonight, after they scored those runs, look at the way the bullpen kind of shut them down after that. Yeah, they, they did a great job. I think I think our guys uh, understand that uh, coming in and throwing strikes, and that that helps. You know, I think when when our bullpen comes in and throws the ball over the plate and gives us a chance, um, they're going to have success because they have really good stuff. So just no no uh, free passes, things like that. And we're going to be good. Mickey, back to Zach for a second. You know, you said that he said he felt good, but. When you're looking at his outing from a, a coach's perspective, when he hits three batters out of six that he faces in, in that stretch, is that one thing that kind of just raises a red flag 
about where he's at right now? No, no. It means um, I'm glad he's pitching inside. <laughs> you know, he just ended up nicking a guy, a couple of guys. You know, hit one on the foot and things like that. No, we're we're, we're uh, you know always stressing to pitch inside. I think at one point in time we were pitching inside more than anybody in the big leagues. That's a big. Um, Thing that uh, Dave Island likes to stress, and I think it's uh, helpful to be able to pitch inside effectively and just a couple got away from him. Thank you. Back to uh, Conforto for a second. He's done a lot of damage against lefties this year. Do you see anything there? I, I definitely do. I think he's just getting comfortable. You know, the last few years he hasn't uh, faced a lot of lefties. You know, he has the ability with his swing, the way he goes the other way so well. You know, his swing's kind of built for that, so it kind of makes him stay in on those left-handed uh, pitchers a little bit longer, and, and he has good results. So uh, I'm sure he's he's glad he's out there facing lefties and he's having success. You talked a lot about what Rosario McNeil could mean for you going forward. What does what does it mean to, if you have this version of Conforto going into next year? Oh, it means it means a lot. Um, this is uh, one of the better players in the league when he's going like this. So uh, you know, we we obviously understand that uh, guys are going to go up and down and, and have things they have to deal with and and not always uh, perform to the you know ultimate uh, performance that they can give us. But um, having him do what he's doing now is 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 fun to watch. It's kind of a broad question, though. With Wheeler, you know, he had missed so much time. He only threw, I think, like 85-ish innings. How, how did you guys go about, I mean, just knowing how far you could push him this year in terms of his innings? Um, you know, I think we're just trying to be smart with, uh, you know, what we saw the other day, you know, some of the feedback uh, along the way. He's been in a really good spot, uh, you know, but uh, since his velo was down the other day and, and we saw, um, you know, that, that kind of raised uh, a little bit of awareness. Um, it looks like it was just the six-hour um, delay that uh, affected him because we didn't see the same thing tonight. But, uh, you know, I think what we've seen is at one point he was on pace for a certain inning limit. Now that he's been probably the best pitcher in baseball the last month and a half, his innings have started to spike because he's going seven every time out. So, um, you know, it's kind of also raised our awareness. So that's the skipper, and now what is brewing for today? Thank you, Mickey. This is brought to you by our friends at the Coffee Bean and Tea Leaf. All right, here comes the Mets' best chance to really help Jacob deGrom just by beating the tar out of Aaron Nola. If they can get that done, drop Nola to 16-6, and maybe pump up that ERA a little bit. Already, though, Jacob's ERA is about three-quarters of a run better, and that's better than anybody else, too. So you, you would think that would help. Uh, it's going to be Steven Matz going for the Mets. 5-11 is his record. Noah Syndergaard follows on Wednesday. He's got the best winning percentage in the National League at 12-3. So you've got that game coming up tonight. You've got a 6-0-5 game on Wednesday. Then the Mets are going to D.C. where almost assuredly they will see Max Scherzer. And they can beat him up hopefully a little bit too. And again, to help out Michael Conforto. Zach Wheeler, congratulations, buddy. He is now 12 and seven didn't allow a hit the first four innings of work. He had a little stumble in the fifth, but he figured it out. And the Mets win the game going away, as they say in Philly, the final nine to four. Okie dokie. That will do it from Philly. A rainy night in Philly, but the Mets and the Phillies got the game in. And tomorrow, well, meaning today, recording this tonight, I always do that. You'd think I'd know now by episode 174 how to do tense. But going to go explore Philly a little bit tomorrow, today, whatever it is, and uh, give you a small report on on what I did, a little book report for you tomorrow, and hopefully some good news about uh, Matt's over NOLA. That would be your podcast for this time around, the Daily Mets podcast. We like to call it the DMP.
Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.